0: Tonight, yet another staggering heatwave striking fantasy football.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Heat Wave. 32 teams in 32 days. We are breaking down every single fantasy relevant player on each team for the upcoming season. Today, we will be focusing on the San Francisco 49ers. I'm your host, the fantasy plug Tim Petropolis, editor in chief of BrotoFantasy.com and the Fantasy Football by Broto app. I am joined by my brother Jason, the true, true throw value king and director of operations at Broto, Matt Ward, the dynasty Don and the fantasy encyclopedia himself, also the lead writer of Brodo and Santiago Casanova, the genius of fantasy Brodo, lead data analyst and developer of the fantasy football by Brodo app. Speaking of the app, download the fantasy football by Brodo app today for free. And you get every tool you need to become your own expert and dominate fantasy football. Every stat you hear is used today can be found on the app where there are fantasy player cards, which is a very compact, beautiful fantasy player profile, fantasy player grades, usage charts, a start sit tool, a Huda Draft Tool, player comps, consistency charts, game logs, coaching tendencies, articles, podcasts, rankings, waivers, and all that stuff is plus, like, the main use of the app. All the stats you need, every single stat you need, including the exclusive stats that you can only throw up, uh, that you can only, excuse me, find it, Broto. True throw value, true target value, true performance value, adjusted air yards, and true matchup rankings. This app is free because of our patrons over at patreon.com slash Broto Fantasy. A big thank you. To you guys, you keep the lights on, and we love interacting with you every day. Join to support the show, the app, and that best community in the world for as little as $3 a month and get extras like an extra waiver show every single week during the season. Access to Broto Leagues, uh, DFS cash game optimizers, access to cheat sheets, private team consultations, the most unique fantasy league in the world. I can't wait to unveil that one. And access to the greatest community in the world, not just the fantasy world, the Broto community on Discord. And, man... How I forget to mention this so many episodes in a row. Michael's best ball uh, cheat sheet uh, guide um, guide. Guide. Yeah, not a cheat sheet. More like 50 pages cheat, 50 cheat sheets in a row. Um, You Michael had, for what we know, from what we have gathered, the best season of any best ball player in the world last year. And he told you how and he took 50 pages uh, the the patrons are gonna get that for free. Everyone else is gonna cost you money. Put a lot of work into that one. If you don't uh, believe
2: that, go find someone else that had a better season. Thirty seven. We've Five. been trying to find him.
1: We've been trying really hard, guys. We're not just like we're not nobody. hide. Like, like we're all involved in the fantasy community. We all like have followers that follow this and follow that and and follow like we get we. Nobody get really had a higher
0: guys. advance rate than that.
1: Nobody. Nobody. Um, if you Period. enjoy the show, uh, please, uh. Sign up for the Discord. Anyway, today we're getting into the, I'm uh, not Discord, the, the Patreon. The 49ers, their offensive outlook. Kyle Shanahan is going to his sixth season as the head coach of the 49ers. Mike McDaniel left for the Dolphins. He was the offensive coordinator last year. Last season, Mike LaFleur, who was the pass game coordinator, went to the jets to become their offensive coordinator. So now it's going to be Shanahan calling the plays. He kind of has the title of offensive coordinator as well. Last year, they were 13th in points per game. They had the fourth highest run percentage in the league, just under 50%. And PFF has their own line ranked at 14th. Uh, not a lot of additions, not a lot of roster changes. Um, there's one big one, but not, you know, not a lot. Uh, their additions, tight end, Tyler Croft, uh, rookies, uh, Ty- Tyrion Davis price, in the third, wide receiver Danny Green, in third. And then running back Raheem Mostert, wide receiver Mosinu, and left guard Lakin Tomlinson are the subtractions. So the big thing is, is this team didn't add a lot, but they added from within, and they expect players that have been playing for them to make jumps. One of the, reasons, one of the guys that that's the case for, a big case, is Trey Lance. As of this recording, Kyle Shanahan said about a week ago that Trey Lance is the guy. Jimmy Garoppolo, as of this recording, still on the team. But shouldn't be an issue because if they can't get him traded, he probably they've already mentioned it's Lance's team. Lance is the guy. It's Trey Lance time. So how are we feeling about taking the chance on Mr. Lance?
0: Uh, uh, Tim is the master of segues. Um, you no, know, I just
1: you know, it's just natural. I, just, I don't know. I don't know how it happens. It's just God God speaks oh, yeah, to me. You know what right? I mean?
0: You know, like every single year there is an underrated or, I mean, overlooked QB one with insane rushing upside that is very, very young. And like literally every year it was Kyler Murray's second season and Lamar Jackson's MVP season. And and I I think it's going to be Trey Lance's second year as well. Right now he's going off Jalen hurt. Thank you. Yeah. Like it literally happens every year. and, And I think this is Trey Lance's year. And like, he's in an offensive system that's so good. People think Jimmy G sucks because of how good the system is (laughs) like because he's he's too successful within that system. And there's no way like because Jimmy G's terrible. Right. So like that's what he like can't find a job because nobody thinks that he can actually succeed in a system that isn't run by Kyle Shanahan. And people are trying to fade Trey Lance. Anyway, uh, QB 14 off the board. I think that's excellent. Uh, I think you could fade. QB and play late round QB with Trey Lance and take Trey Lance as your first quarterback off the board and be super comfortable. He will start every game. He has rushing upside. Literally nobody else in the league that isn't named Lamar Jackson. The the list of rushers that have had over a 20% market share in college, Cam Newton, Lamar Jackson, Robert Griffin, Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson, Trey Lance. That's the list ever. I'm with Every Matt so hard right now. I've had a twelve season.
1: <laughs> I, I'm way, I'm way more comfortable starting Trey Lance than starting most of these guys with like low end potential. And yeah, I think I, I agree with you, man. It, like and that, and Jason, you you mentioned you agree with him too. You're you're with him. Um, let's talk about if he can actually support the guys though, um, because we have a, a situation where. We don't have to worry about just Trey Lance. And Trey Lance is going to be okay. He can rush. And like Matt said, these guys have and – and he sat for a year, right? He did the Mahomes. He started a game, sat for, sat for a year, like, and now he's ready to go. And he had that opportunity to sit, so you expect him to be smarter with the decisions than someone who didn't have that opportunity. With that being said every – single Every single
3: team I draft this year, I'm either waiting on Jalen Hurts and if Jalen Hurts gets taken before I take him, I'm drafting Trey Lance. Those are going to be my only two cornerbacks. Interesting. Interesting. I right, like D. that. D. Rushing upside is so damn high for both those guys. Yo. Trey Lance is just the Jalen Hurts of last year when I loved Jalen Hurts. I don't know. With it's so confusing. Arm.
2: We will don't talk about, about this. Oh, go
3: ahead,
2: don't go tell, ahead, tell me for about
3: her. Derek Carr with Devontae Adams or Tua with Tyreek Hill. I don't give a shit because they can't run it all. Trey Lance has to run for 60 yards. And they have to throw one and a half touchdowns to equal that. Come on. It's a cheat I mean, code every year that people just ignore. It's wild. I love having, <laughs>
1: you, on the, I love having you on the podcast. Facts. Um I, I yeah. will I will say this. I'm not we're now at the wide receivers, and I'm not concerned about that. I have we have trust in, in Trey Lance. But can he get these guys the ball? I think that's what's happening. I, I, you know, yes. it's funny because there's so many fantasy analysts out there these days, uh, especially because of COVID. A lot of people, you know, bought a mic, got started, and so there's a lot of opinions, and the opinions vary. And Brandon Ayuk is one of those guys where there's like Trey Lance is gonna be great for him, and there's other guys who's like Trey Lance is gonna suck for him. Uh, Debo, we don't know what the deal is with his contract, but it looks like he's gonna get a deal as soon as Jimmy G is uh, either released or traded. So, how do we feel about these wide receiver options in? Uh, San Francisco. And do we think Trey Lance is the quarterback that can hold together this wide receiver core?
2: I mean, the only question about these wide receivers is just Trey Lance. How usable is he as a quarterback, as a passer rather because quarterback encompasses a lot of things as a pure passer. Can he support these weapons? I say yes to a degree because they didn't have the best quarterback play last season and they still managed to produce some good fantasy options, some useful fantasy options. And right now, Debo is being drafted as a wide receiver eight. That may have something to do with the contract situation, and, and if that gets sorted out, we might see an ADP rise, because especially with the DK extension, right? Uh, I've seen some reports that the DK extension could be good for Debo uh, as it opens up the market a little bit. But uh, he was wide receiver three in points per game, averaging over 20, which is insane. And if you look at his, his predicted touchdowns, I've talked about predicted touchdowns versus actual touchdowns. He was actually just 0.7 over his prediction. So if you believe Debo is a good player, he can definitely go over his prediction. And and this means that his points were not quote-unquote fluky points. He he That was just based on production. We did see... The reports that he might not be you want to be played as a running back anymore, which is is interesting, but it doesn't affect much for fantasy because that was not a large chunk of, of his production. He was very efficient when he did it, but it's not the uh, it wasn't his main volume. I'm loving Debo, and I think he's being underdrafted right now. He could be, I think, not he could be. I think he is top five, and he's being drafted out of the top five right now.
1: I think a lot of that is probably has to do with a contract. I just want to throw something out there about Debo and the San Francisco 49ers as a whole in general. Over the last two seasons, Jimmy Garoppolo has ranked second in the league in yards per attempt in 2021. And in 2020, he was ninth in the league in yards per attempt. Now, when you hear that, you're like, wow, Jimmy was really airing the ball out, right? He was really going downfield. And usually, well, average, de- average depth of target is a stat that will correlate with that. Jimmy G, over the last two years, in average depth of target, 38th in the NFL and 26th in the NFL. The majority of wide receiver yards in this offense, over the last two years especially, has been through yards after catch. So if you're asking me, can Trey Lance support this offense, that's an easy yes for me. Because there doesn't need to be anything that, there doesn't need to be like he doesn't need to be Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't need to be the he greatest. He doesn't need to be, to be Andrew a
0: league Luck. Average passer. He
1: needs offense. to put the ball six yards from the line of scrimmage because that's what Jimmy Garoppolo did. It's not that. It's not that. I mean, it's hard, but it's not that He's hard. He's a hard for much Trey Lance.
0: better passer than Jimmy G. Well,
1: My concern
0: both. is uh, yes. <laughs> okay. About My concern
3: outside of the if he's a better passer or not, is is he's clearly a better runner. Yeah. And right now, the 49ers offense did not have a rushing threat. So if we think that Trey Lance is going to run the ball 10 times a game, at least, we're talking about Trey Lance, 10 rushes a game. Elijah Mitchell, 15 rushes a game. Debo, five rushes a game. I don't know and if Debo then, gets five. That's what I'm saying.
0: So last year, I think he... those are just turned into targets, which is better for PPR anyway. I think Debo yeah, gets last year, Debo never... and his A dot just drops back down to the 92nd in the league.
3: Yeah. Debo never had more than eight rushes in a game last year, but he was super efficient with those rushes. So it seems like he had more, but if so, if his rushing game does decline a little bit, four carries a game, let's say he's not running in 30 R touchdowns every week. We're now looking at Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle who all have pretty high ADPs who are supposed to be supported by a team that's running the ball 30 times a game at least, between the running back and quarterback. I'm a little scared of Debo Samuel at ADP. I'm not going to lie.
1: I'd be more scared of Brandon than you, but Jason,
3: you just uh, – That, uh, that of, I am. Um, that I out.
2: very much you, am.
1: You put a little fear in me.
2: And uh, something I did uh, omit earlier is he was like on par with his projections for for receiving touchdowns, but he had a ton of rushing touchdowns. Maybe the the rushing yards you don't care about, but eight rushing touchdowns in a year. Is, is unprecedented, and if we are going to see this this rushing drop that he complained about, I, I, I maybe we see, like, zero rushing touchdowns, right? And that's 40 points. That's – did I do that much right? Yeah. I mean, you're no. talking about the wide receiver two yeah, that would have been a wide
1: receiver one in any year that Cooper Cup didn't break the NFL. So I think that, like, you're talking about that, and you're talking about a guy that you're getting right now with, like, wide receiver, what, seven, eight? Right? Yeah, this ADP,
2: I, I'm all in. However, in. for for Brandon Ayuk, I'm I'm definitely not because like even though his ADP is not high, banking on Trey Lance to be this super good passer and supporting a uh, Brandon Ayuk he when he has not been as good as we want him to be, he just hasn't been. And he was wide receiver, fifteen points per game last season. What? That that's not exciting. And and this QB situation has not really changed. You say Lance is oh, like a way better passer than Jimmy D, but I don't I don't I don't see uh, him as like even if he is, he's not that big of an upgrade to to bring him to even like top 36 wide receivers, right? So that does scare me. I I see the 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 fear then. I'm not worried about Debo, I'm worried about Ayuk.
1: So man, you, you've all. been chomping at the bit. Tell us why you're not worried about uh, Brandon.
0: I'm not worried about Brandon Ayuk, man. I, I think that, that kid showed us everything that you need to see in a rookie season to know that he is the real deal. His reception perception profile from his rookie year, which essentially like what, you know, we're big proponents of Matt Harmon's work over there. And what he essentially is able to tell us with a lot of that work is whether that receiver is successful regardless of the opportunity that they're given. So essentially stripping away his increased usage when Debo was hurt in his rookie season and and Kittle was off the field. And he has essentially an identical profile to guys like AJ green and Deandre Hopkins. Like he, he is an absolute stud and that profile held up in his second season. He just didn't get the targets.
1: Like he's, he's, He's so, a but,
0: very, very above-average that's, so, that, that's a so concerning you, part, bro.
1: And I, I was gonna say, so now, so to, for me to put everything yeah, like, against was, you right now. So if yeah, he was yeah. that good with, and he just was lacking targets, then there's an argument to be made that this year he's good. He's still a good receiver, but lacks the targets because of the situation he's in.
0: I, I mean, I don't know. I, we we know that Kyle Shanahan's ego is bigger than anybody's in the league, and he was certainly in the doghouse. And like, we don't. I have said it many times, like I don't play narrative based analysis here, but like, it was pretty obvious that when Brandon Auk is averaging 2.6 yards of separation, you know, per route run. And he's only receiving, like, it's kind of like an Odell Beckham situation. I'm not saying, I think Brandon Ayuk is much better than an aging Odell Beckham, but where you, can just look and you know he's beating defenders he's wide open and he's just not getting targets and then you saw him start to get those towards the end of the season and he had some good weeks i I also think it's just a funneled offense there's elijah mitchell doesn't catch passes Tyrion davis price doesn't even run the football let alone catch passes um we know it's funneled between three dudes trey lance needs to have 300 pass attempts i think for brandon ayuk to see 100 targets and if brandon ayuk sees 100 targets then he's going to finish in the top 30 wide receivers
1: that's ah, tough, man. That's, that's, that's an offense. That's right now, Ayuk is around. being drafted
3: behind where he ended as a wide receiver last year.
2: Even though he was in the doghouse. for six Not in weeks. points per game, though.
3: Yeah, because he was in the doghouse for six weeks. Oh, well. But if he look at his overall finish, he's being drafted behind that right now. And if we could assume that he's not in the doghouse for six weeks, which you'd hope we can. Well, in our, since
0: we are playing because it is all perception with Trey Lance, we haven't seen him on the field. And yes, I do think he's a better yeah. passer than than Jimmy G. But because it's all assumption, like all of the reports and all the assumption built up is Brandon Ayuk's the guy and Trey Lance loves Ayuk and he's the one that he looks for almost to a default in practice and they're eating brunch together. And Brandon Ayuk is the one leading and running all of the wide receiver drills. And yeah. And Debo's in the room, but he's not participating because of the contract holdout. But like that just means more good things for Brandon Ayuk.
1: Yeah. I think I, I hear what you're saying. I'm, I'm, I hear you. I'm cool with Brandon Ayuk where he's going, but you, you know, the brunch is very important. We know from last year, we know from uh, Cooper Cup uh, brunch having- is an important meal with your quarterback. Um, but, man, I, I don't know if he's going to – I don't think it's this offense is as – I'm okay as, being alone on it, man. There's 300 targets give it to three guys because I think, I think like, you're going to see Juwan Jennings get, like, 30 to 50, like, attempts. You're going to see Ray-Ray McLeod get a few attempts. Like, this is, like, this is always – Danny Gray, the rookie, like this is always something that the, this is always that they do. They kind of spread it around. So I, I I don't think it's going to be as simple as like you could split 300 attempts three ways. I think it's going to be a little I, more complicated I, I mean, than that.
0: Actually, they don't really spread it around. Kyle Shanahan is the number one funneled offense in the NFL. Three receivers make his target share up throughout his career. So. Yeah, usually when Jawan Jennings and Jeffrey
3: Wilson <laughs> uh, and whatnot step in, it's because
0: Jawan, when it's he for, was taking over for yeah. Brandon Ayuk, ended with 22 22- reception so yeah, <laughs> like, I, I guess it's more
3: it's more at their at though. their values right now i'll probably have a more iuke on my team than devo all right
1: let's uh, get to the fantasy football I- mean, brodo app tip of the day today we're like, going to be um doing some broto exclusivity and we're going to take you through uh one of our favorite stats uh from the mind of our very own jason petropoulos uh, Jason Petropolis, JD, uh, go and ask somebody. The true, uh, true value. Ken. JB, MB, all the. all the, all the ESQ. No, no, MB. All those. ESQ. All, all those. Esquire, JD. That's my guy. JD, JD. J- Jason, how do we not.
2: It's JP. I'm
1: JP, that's why. What the fuck? You. Your, middle, your middle name's Dennis, bro. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. I'm I'm
2: JDP. JDP,
1: JD. JD, JD, JDP. J-D-P, 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 J-D-P. J-D-P, J-D-P. Yeah. Boom. Um, that's a lot of letters. Ours. Tell them about the app, though. Cast.
2: <laughs> well, th- this magical stat that Tim uh, is talking about is called true throw value, which we referenced in in many episodes. Every single it, one. It's very, pretty good. And it tells you how much. So, if you look at Matthew Stafford here, he had a thousand attempts. Wait, what? Uh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fuck?
3: He did not have a thousand times. Yo, Cass's shit just. All right, I'll take over because Cass is having wild technical problems right now. If you're watching yeah. the YouTube, it's like yo, true just throw put it value.
1: A, hundred, a thousand I, different screens. He did not yeah, a thousand the,
3: Yo, there's a good thing. there's a good thing he's not watching Pornhub right now while we're recorded because then we'd all know and we'd all think Cass was a weirdo. Um, <laughs> true throw value is essentially adjusted fantasy points per attempt. The easiest way to think about it. Uh, It measures how valuable a quarterback's throw is based on many different variables. We try to take the noise out of it. Um, And then we apply it to those targets to see who's seeing the most valuable targets for receivers, tight ends, running backs. And that's how you get true throw value and true target value. And it's an awesome stat. And it's a cheat code that we've been using here for years now. Um, So tell
0: your friends. Here's a fun stat with true throw value is if you remove minimum attempts Trey yeah. Lance was third in third. the league.
1: Third. <laughs> if you remove minimum attempts, it's mm. Trey Lance was third. He's a much.
0: However, I, I will say that uh, the minimum
2: attempts are there for a reason because uh, yeah, I know you need I, uh, I just, you need samples. I, sample size. I th- well, that is very promising though. Also, he did in the have the top, a point two game.
1: Also in the top ten with uh, eighty with uh, the no, I can't I can't see the total attempts, but I think seven. There you go. In game thirteen, he appeared one time, and in game eighteen, he appeared. Gardner Minshew.
0: The Minch. Oh,
1: Minch. The Minch himself. That's oh, right. such
0: an awesome comeback.
1: Man, you've got to love, you gotta love you yourself running. with Gardner. All right, so let's get into these running backs because I think it's interesting. Talking about the funnel offense, they definitely – this is an offense that I think confuses – like the way that I confused uh, the wide receivers being targeted because the injuries end up making it that way. It's the same for the, the Niners. I don't know what's going on with their – Injury history, they're injured every single year, and it's like uh it's like an issue. It's like the Mets West. And when and Raheem Mostert's been the guy. He's been the guy. The problem is he's also been the guy in the IL. So when he went down, Elijah Mitchell was the guy, and then he went down. And then Jeff Wilson was the guy. But I think the most important thing we could take from this is San Francisco usually has a guy. And at, at the moment, right now, their guy is Elijah Mitchell. I don't think there's any reason to say that there's to say he's not until he's not. And you can get him in the sixth in the fifth. He's going in like the RB dead zone, quote unquote, which by the way, a couple of, a couple of running backs in the RB dead zone. Pretty good this year. I, like not for nothing. I think, I think running backs a little more robust than wide receiver this year in terms of depth. Um, how are we feeling about Elijah Mitchell? He's one of my favorite picks at ADP right now.
3: Uh, I agree with you, man. I think if you look at what Elijah Mitchell did last year, six of his last seven healthy games, he was running back nineteen or better six times. In five of those seven games, he was running back thirteen or better. He played over sixty-five percent of the snaps last year when he was on the when he was healthy. And as I mentioned earlier, Debo Samuel never exceeded eight rush attempts a game. So like this whole like Debo Samuel is starting running back for the Niners. Debo Samuel, blah 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 blah. Yo, backup running backs get eight rush attempts a game. So I'm not concerned about Debo Samuel. I don't expect Debo Samuel to score eight rushing touchdowns again this year. The the only thing I really think is concerning, and I'm also not concerned about Tyrion Davis Price, who I'll probably defer to Matt to shit on because I know he doesn't like Davis <laughs> Price. Uh, but he he was more of a we fucked uh we screwed up, Tim. We screwed up. It's on too late, Ray you already Sherman said it. Pick. Just go. Yeah, you
1: right. you ruined you're, our our. It, Mike. You Jay. Jason, every single episode you're on, you ruin our YouTube algorithm. I hope you know that. You, you just ruin it. E you ruin it. Yes, you ruined the algorithm. Like it doesn't really matter on audio, but it, like YouTube's not going to show us to anyone. We're gonna it, it's going to be ridiculous. Anyway, go ahead.
3: All right, I'll stop. Davis Price was a it's we too late. Screwed up with sermon pick, and Davis yep. Pri- and then next year they're going to take a different pick for a we screwed up with Davis price pick. Yep. <laughs> and what's going to happen is Elijah Mitchell's the running back. As long as he's healthy, he's gonna he's gonna be. Me and Michael always talk about the uh, ADP cheat code, I'll, the like if you're healthy quotient, like the Will Fuller effect. Every time you're healthy, you are gonna be a better player than where your ADP is when you're being drafted. Elijah Mitchell is without a question being drafted as running back twenty-three, without a doubt. Once we hit week one. He will be ranked higher than running back 23
1: every single week. Once we
3: hit week 16, as long as he's healthy, he will be ranked higher than running back 23. This is the Will Fuller effect. So I'm taking a chance on Elijah Mitchell. I know that there's the concern now that Trey Lance is going to run the ball more and take away from uh, Elijah Mitchell. And that's a warranted. It really is a warranted concern. But there are times where a running quarterback will help his running back because yeah. if they run some read options and the whole offense is focused on Trey Lance, Elijah Mitchell could run seventy yards to the end zone untouched.
1: I think it's also uh, good to note that Trey Lance is not Cam Newton either. Like this is a guy who's not like a gonna muscle it in at the goal line type of. Uh, dude. Yeah, he's pretty big, dude. He's big. He's, he's, big, he's big, but he's not yeah, Josh Allen. He might he's be not, able to do that. I don't know. <laughs> he's not. He's not Cam. He's not Josh Allen. It's not his build. I don't know if they're going to be goal line running backing him when you have Elijah Mitchell, who is very good in the goal in the red zone. I don't we'll know. if find. Gonna I would. There. I wouldn't We're going to find out.
0: I mean, I. I don't like. I, I. I usually agree with Tim on everything. I usually don't have to correct him so much, but like Lance is six four and two thirty two. Bro, two thirty two is not big. Go Fucking check
1: Cam huge. Newton. Cam Newton outweighs him by thirty pounds. Bro, you're talking about Bro, a go, six I mean, maybe four. Maybe. about Josh. Now. now go to Josh. <laughs> go to Josh Allen you don't think and josh you're gonna allen outweighs six... him by 25 pounds yo, you don't think six... you're yours... bro i'm 5'9 230 and i'm not even like obese like yo six six four 230
0: is bones and skin well dude we cameron's like I six mean, five, 245 you can only take like yeah and josh is 237 but whatever
3: how heavy do you want this guy to be man
0: <laughs> to be a goal if
3: linebacker, a dude, if he was like fucking Dontari, he well, like, be Derek
1: if, Henry if you wanted to be a pro old tackle, bro. <laughs> I will say, one, I, one day, one day in this world, there's going to be like a 6'9, 300 pound quarterback, and it's going to be amazing. Um, with that being said, let's get to tight ends. George Kittle, he's another guy where I feel like, uh, because tight ends such a weak, weak position, he doesn't get um, the, the injury effect, but. You know, he's a guy that the biggest question mark is injury. You have to feel, yep. you know how I feel about young quarterbacks and their tight ends. They usually go to them. They're a safety blanket. They're in the middle of the field. I think that if George Kittle stays healthy, he might lead the team in targets from Trey Lance because it's just going to be that kind of connection, that kind of young quarterback to tight end situation. That's at the the very tip. Or you could do what George Kittle has done the last two years and completely shit your team because you don't know when he's going to play and it's going to be, he's going to come back. That's the dilemma you face with George Kittle. So, uh, how are we feeling about uh, the kits?
0: You kind of nailed it, man. That is, should, and is, should be, and is your only concern is his. Ability to stay on the field because even last year in an, another injury riddled season, if you go check out his Broto player card, it's red, 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 which means like top 10 of the position. So he was top 10 in targets, top 10 in receptions, top 10 in catch percentage to true, tar- true target value. Um, Yeah. The only thing he wasn't top 10 in was red zone attempts, which is not the norm for George Kittle's career. Like he does get a lot of red zone attempts. So you can certainly expect that to regress back to the norm, especially if he's on a higher functioning offense, because as good as they were, or as good as like Debo and Elijah Mitchell were as fantasy assets last season, San Francisco's offense really was below average. and, And it was their defense that carried them through a lot of those games. So, if we expect the offense to be a little bit better, that's just more scoring opportunities, more red zone attempts for George Kittle. So I think as the tight end four, like tight end five, where he's going around, like I have absolutely no issue, but you, you have to, it, it is a tougher spill pill to swallow knowing his injury history, but I don't like to project injuries. Like football players get hurt and he's a very, very good. If not arguably the best in the position.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. And I think the one thing about, Kittle is it's, – it's just – when you say tight end four, that sounds so much more palatable than I have to pass up on a his, lot of viable so his- dudes in the – set. like I have to pass up on Eliza Mitchell to take George Kittle. You know what I mean? Like, that's how that's where he's going, and that's why his injury history right. is so, like. But let's get into these bold predictions because we're already 29 minutes into this mo- this mofo. Um, my bold prediction, I'm going to start. It's going to be Elijah Mitchell's ends as our RB1. I think that Elijah Mitchell is being co- seriously slept on. And one of my favorite picks at ADP this year. Jason, what you got?
3: Uh, I said Jalen Hurts was going to be a top-two quarterback for the Eagles hot take. So I'll go Trey Lance's top five. Ooh, I love it, Cass. Uh,
2: uh I've I've been turned this episode. I was pretty much out on Trey Lance. I have been turned <laughs> by uh, the the man Matt Ward, so I'm I'm going with uh, Trey Lance as leads the 49ers in rushing. Wow, Whoa, so this, I
1: love it. This kid went from out on Trey Lance <laughs> to bold prediction involving I Trey Lance. What, what can I say? You're they're they're very yards. convincing. They're very convincing. <laughs> the power <laughs> of Matt, bro. Matt, you just, that's a, that's a good one, man. That's a good one. My, my kids get extra points when they when they convince someone in their four corners arguments. You, you, you've done a good job. You get extra points for the day. Uh Matt, you're up. Uh what's your bold prediction, bro?
0: I think George George Kittle um, you know, comes back as a top two, top three tight end. Yeah, like I think he fully healthy season, George Kittle finishes as the number two tight end in points per game because I don't know whether Andrews or Kelsey is number one.
1: Boom, boom, boom. I love it. With that being said, you can find us on Twitter and on all these other places, at Psych Ward FF, at Brodo FF Tim, at Brodo FF Jason, at Brodo FF Casanova, at Brodo FF Mike, at Brodo Fantasy, and at FF by Brodo on Twitter. That was probably my cleanest exit, so I'm going to keep That's it good. there. Tomorrow we're going to be going into a place that people used to hate going into and might enjoy going into this year, uh, Seattle. Peace.